Wake up. It's the morning motivation with Brittany Daniel. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hello and happy Wednesday. Welcome to another episode of the morning motivation. I am your host, Brittany Daniel. If you are new, the we go live every single weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern. So I hope you guys are doing well out there. Let me adjust just a little bit. Hope you guys are doing well today. I'm really excited about today's topic because what we're talking about, we're still reading A Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. If you guys want your copy, go ahead. The link is down below. And let me just pull this up. Make sure you guys are well. Good morning, you guys. Who said Tuesday? It's Wednesday, ain't it? Yes, yeah, Wednesday. <laughs> you a day late, baby. It's Wednesday. But welcome. Um, we are reading A Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren, and we are on a 40-day uh, just, I guess education is get closer with God. Uh, if you are new, we talk about God here a lot. This is a, I guess you want to say, I don't know what it's called, but anyways, chapter 16 is what matters most. And no matter what I say, what I believe, what I do, I am bankrupt without love. And I think that this topic is very, very important because I feel like in our society, we've watered down love so much that love is being act it's like it's being talked about in everyday life like it's nothing like nobody needs love there's a whole lot of hurt people hurting people out there um there is a lot of just trauma a lot of things that have been perpetuated in our music and our society so we're going to talk about that today let's go ahead and say our morning prayer if you are new and your first time watching go ahead and leave in the comments where you're watching from say good morning so you can get your shout out and yeah, let's dive right into it. So if you are not spiritual or religious. I hope that it's okay that I pray for you anyway. And let's jump right into it. So dear Heavenly Father, thank you for waking us up today. Thank you for allowing us to fellowship through the internet together. I pray that whatever message uh, that you give us today touches the hearts that, need to, that it needs to touch. I pray that anybody has a mental or physical block on their love, that it be removed right now in the name of Jesus. And I pray that Everybody listening now and in the future will allow love to flow into their lives and recognize it when it is present. In your darling son, Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. I've been getting a lot of revelations with myself, love recently, um, what it looks like, what it doesn't. And y'all, I used to have a very narrow minded vision of what love was, you know, very superficial or wouldn't even say superficial, just I didn't know. When you grow up lacking certain things, you don't realize what they are when they when they show up in your life. And that's why it's very important for any of us to heal um, any heartbreak, trauma, especially with your parents, you guys. That is the number one indication or the number one thing that can cause you to hold yourself back in future circumstances with friendships, relationships, the entire nine. If you are not, if you are not healed, you will continue to hurt yourself, self-sabotage, uh, hurt other people unknowingly sometimes, and be in this cycle of just pain. Hurt people hurt people. Like if we listen to our music today, a lot of times it's nothing but especially hip hop. I can't save other genres. Other genres don't seem to have this problem. It's just like hip hop. Now, even R&B, R&B used to be all about love. It used to be all about that. So 
We're going to talk about that. My bad, y'all. I went straight into it and did not even do the shout outs. My fault. Let's go into the shout outs before we jump into today's topic and I'll pick up right where we left off. But good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Felicia. Good morning, Melon and Honey. Good morning, the Happy Housewife. Grand Rising. Good morning, Queen. Let's see. Good morning, Shador. Good morning, Cookie Monster. Good morning, Destiny. Grand Rising, Kiki. Yes, you guys, please hit the like button and do not forget to subscribe. We go live every single weekday at 8 a.m. for your daily dose of motivation. Um, naturally, and good morning. Good morning, Nana. Happy Wednesday, girl. <laughs> good morning, Tiffany. Good morning, Lacey. Good morning, such a lady. That's so Ashley. Good morning. Yay, we got the same color on, period. Good morning, she Amber. Good morning, Norma. Good morning, Cooking with Raw. Thank you so much. Yeah, I decided to go back to the makeup, you know what I mean? Started to start looking cute again. <laughs> so I just squeezed it into my routine. Um, and then I also have, it's my friend's birthday today. So I have, it's a lot of Virgo birthdays. So I have to go to a birthday breakfast uh, after morning motivation. So I'm excited about that. But jumping back into what I was talking about. Thank you guys for being here, by the way. We have to, good morning, Venetia. There are a lot of hurt people out here in this world. And I was one of them. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. When you, you can think that you're over something. I can't speak for everybody else. I can only speak for myself. You can think you're over a certain part of your life or a certain trauma or certain um, neglect or things like that. And then it will creep back into your life. That's why they say healing is a ever-changing situation, an ever-changing, an ever-changing evolving door. Right. And if you don't heal that, if you don't break that, you will develop this mental cycle that you'll find yourself in. And it doesn't matter what good comes into your life. It doesn't matter who comes into your life. You can sabotage that because you have a mental block or a spiritual block or a, um, a just a blockage in your life that doesn't allow you to express, feel or understand what's going on. So let's dive into the book. So it says no matter what matters most. No matter what I say, what I believe, what I do, I am bankrupt without love. And that is Corinthians 13 and 3. And we'll dive into that because, you know, I got my Bible right here. We'll dive into that. Good morning, Travis. Um, we'll dive into that in a second. But it says, love means living the way God commanded us to live. As you have heard from the beginning, He his command is this, live a life of love. And that is 2 John and 16. This book says, and then we're again reading from Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. We are doing a free book giveaway this Friday. So make sure uh, you enter by going to BrittanyTheHost.com and getting into the pop-up. Take that off. Okay. So it says, life is all about love. Because God is love, the most important lesson he wants us to learn on earth is how to love. And y'all, some of us ain't never been taught. Let me just say that. Some of us have never been taught how to love. Some of us have never seen healthy love. Um, some of us have only seen it in movies. So it's very important. I think that this chapter is very, very important, especially for those who are struggling in love or who who feel like they're, they can't get it right or anything like that. I think this is very, very important for us to listen to. He said, it's because God is love. The most important lesson he wants you to learn on earth is how to love. It is in love that we are most like him. 
So love is the foundation of every command he's given us. The whole law, the whole law can be summed up in one command. Love others as you love yourself. Now, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker about that. I feel like you kind of, and, and, and I mean, that. And, and, and let me be careful with my words here. Sometimes we have to love people beyond what we feel they deserve, right? And we can pour love into ourselves, but sometimes that is limited depending on our viewpoint. And sometimes it takes us loving people a little bit more, not more than yourself, so to speak, in like a toxic way where you're demeaning your own values, yourself, um, which you, you know, not in that way. I'm not saying put people above you in that way. So I want to clear that up. What I'm saying is if love is an area in your life that you've lacked in the past, whether it be from abandonment, whether it be from not having um, your parents not being around, a father, a mother, just not having that healthy environment growing up. When you are experiencing love, sometimes you have to step out of yourself and what you've been conditioned to have to see something in a whole different light to pour into something in an entire different way because subconsciously not knowing the things that we've lacked in our past or the things that we don't know can, what am I trying to say? Can end up hindering the love that we want, if that makes any sense. So it says learning to love unselfishly is not an easy task. It sure isn't. It runs counter to our self-centered nature. And especially in today's society when it's always, well, what can I get? right? If you give me this, then I'll give you that. This is a very transactional situation. And yes, I think that relationships should, of course, every relationship has some form of transaction, right? There's some form of, you know, give and take. I don't think that it should just be take, 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 and nobody's giving, but, or vice versa, where you're giving, 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 and you're not receiving anything in return. But learning to love unselfishly is not an easy task. Doing something for people or doing something for, yeah, people at times can feel like very unnatural, right? It says because of our self-centered nature, it is on our nature to think of self first for the most part. It is in our nature to be selfish. It is in our nature to feel, to think about our best interests at times, or it's very dangerous to where we don't think about ourselves and we just overgive and overshare and over and empty our cups out every single day. But then at the same time, it's dangerous as well to only think about ourselves and only fill our cups up. Good morning, Elle. And only think about what we can get out of the situation. If you go into a situation and scenarios, whether it be a relationship, friendship, or any type of new relationship, and you're like, well, what can I get out of this? And that's how a lot of people approach dating, marriage, and relationships, um, especially friendships I hear nowadays. We can't, what the book is saying is we can't enter things like that. It runs counter to our self-centered nature. That's why we're given a lifetime to learn it. So if we haven't learned it <laughs> by now, I, it behooves you to go get help in this area if this is not your if this is not your area of expertise. If you've looked at your life and noticed a pattern of love lacking, right? Whether it be of self, whether it be for others, whether it be in relationships, friendships, or whatever, family, that this is where God has given us grace to grow. We are not going to always get this right. This is something that can continuously happen if we're unaware of it. 
But that's why we have to do self-work and self-work is super important to do on yourself each and every day. When you see an area in your life that's been a pattern or a habit, it behooves us to stop and examine it, not beat ourselves down to a pulp. Again, we have to be very cautious of how we talk to ourselves because we should be learning and loving ourselves in the process too. Doesn't make sense to give all the love out if we're not giving none to ourselves. Okay. So we got to give some love to ourselves, but that is why we're giving a lifetime to lo- to learn it. Of course, God wants us to love everyone, but he is particularly concerned that the way we learn to love others is his family. So the book is talking about loving other believers um, and, and cultivating this and doing things out of love. As we've already seen, this is the second purpose of your life. Peter tells us, show special love for God's people. Paul echoes this sentiment. When we have the opportunity to help someone, we should do it. But we should give special attention to those who are in the family of believers. So he's saying that we should take special care to those who believe the same things that we believe or that love the same things we um, are in love the same way we love. Believers. <laughs> Why does God insist that we give special love and attention to other believers? Why do they get priority in loving? Because God wants his family to be known for its love more than anything else. Jesus said our love for uh, for each other, not our doctrinal beliefs, is our greatest witness to the world. He said your strong, your strong love for each other will prove to the world that you are my disciples. And we talked about this yesterday with um, a lot of grievances about the church. Remember we said, we were like, what do we, what should we do to get back into the church? How can we get back into the church as believers? What are we going to do in that regard? Right. As believers. And that is a big part of it. I believe is really knowing how to love each other. That's not gossiping. That's not holding people to an unrealistic expectation, giving people grace when they fall short of the glory. You know what I mean? There's often times where we've experienced heartbreak from church or heartbreak from other believers or ran into other believers. Like, how can you be a believer if you're, you know, you hurt people like the way you do? In heaven, we will enjoy God's family forever. But first, but first we have some tough work to do here on earth to prepare ourselves for the eternity of loving. God trains us by giving us family responsibilities. And the the foremost of these is to practice loving each other. God wants us to be in regular, close relationship with other believers so that we can develop the skill of loving. Love cannot be learned in isolation. Hello. It says love cannot be learned in isolation. You have to be around people, irritating, imperfect, frustrating people. Through fellowship, we learn three important rules. Yeah, I I will agree, dang Danny. America is anti-love, it seems like. Or at least, you know what? I wouldn't even say America is anti-love. I would say it's anti-love in the black culture. I would say it's anti-love in the black culture. And here's why. And not to get on a them versus us thing, but I just want to, I feel like in other cultures in America, love is expressed all the time. 
right? You see movies. I don't know how many rom-coms have come out where they're not people of color, right? Or, or now they're starting to dabble into people of color, but the main character normally isn't a person, a, a black person. They've, uh, America's allowed our music to be extremely toxic and has promoted it and has, you know, put it on a pedestal, put it in front of us, you know, from the Megans of the world and the city girls of the world. And I'm not talking about the individuals. I'm talking about the music. If you listen, especially female hip hop right now is 90% toxic. I don't really hear too much love and I'm in love and I want to be with my family and I want to raise children. It's all about the opposite, right? It's all about F dudes, get money. Um, just it, nothing about our music in general is, is loving, you know, and even R and B now is all about sex and not love, which I think is extremely dangerous because it's perpetuating into the culture, into our culture that love does not matter. You know, I think that there's a big reason why a lot of us aren't getting married or people have opted out for marriage or, you know, love is just being pushed aside. It's just not being perpetuated in our culture. Other cultures, if you listen to um, if you listen to country music, they don't have the same lyrics and things that we do. If you watch their movies there, it's not always about killing and dealing and stealing. And even our, our most popular shows are not centered around love. You know, P Valley can be very entertaining, but there's no there's no love in that storyline. Well, there is, but it's different. You know, so there's an agenda being pushed. There's agendas being pushed. And there ha there have been since forever. And I don't want to make it a, whoa, it's us type thing or, oh, there's nothing we can do. But, you know, we have to think about that and be very cautious and careful of what the stuff that we intake, the stuff that we watch, the stuff that we listen to and we subscribe to. It's one thing to, you know, entertainment. But it's another, like, really pay attention. There's a lot of stuff that I had to stop listening to. And watching because it just wasn't, I was just like, why is it getting worse? If we listen to the, um, if we listen to a lot of the lyrics nowadays, right, especially with our female hip hop, I, let me please in the comments, let me know a hip hop song that is about love. I don't know any off the top of my head, especially female hip hop. And I'm not trying to drag female hip hop because I'm I, I love hip I'm well I can't even say I love hip hop anymore because of what it's done to our culture. What I can say is I've been a fan. Um, I like you know I'm a black person in America, so we grew up on you know what I mean. But was it positive? Did it have a more positive influence on us or a more negative influence? I feel like it did way more damage than it did good. Yeah, we can turn up at a party and it's fun, but it has there was no love in it. it we were women were diminished and demeaned, um, you know, just called out their name. And, and now it's the opposite. Well, it, the coin has flipped where it was, it was a decade of FBs get money. Now it's F boys get money, you know? So I think that, I think America does have love. I just think that we've been programmed to feel like we are not deserving of it. I feel like we've been programmed to think that we can't, we can't have it amongst each other's Lola Brooke on my way. Okay. I don't know this individual. Is she a new person? I will check her out. Lola Brooke. 
All right, I need another one. That's one. Thank you for that, Tiffany, because there's one. Can I get any more? <laughs> Can I get any more? I know that I think that that's why that song Hours and Hours was so popular because it was like finally a song that's talking about love and being in love and loving somebody for a long time and being in that space. You know, so we get we get hints of it, but if you just take a a little look, it's more negative than it is positive. You know, and we're raising young girls on this music and Women used to be the number one lovers most of the time in situations. And now that now it's not, it's actually the opposite. It's actually who's loving who like on a, on a global scale. I'm not talking about individuals. Of course we are, you know, is, is, is each other, but on a global scale, as far as hip hop is concerned, or as far as media, because media is what people see, right? Media is what people see. So on a global scale and what we've been portraying to the world, where's the love? Good morning. Uh, Danny says, thank you, Danny. Your work here is fantastic. We need more women like you to teach. Thank you. There are though, there are some, they just teach in a different capacity. There are definitely, there are definitely some, and they have a different tact. I'm really nice. I'm really tactful with my words. I don't like hurting people's feelings. I feel like there are women out there, they don't care. They're going to they tell it like it is, but there are others. Um, Six the Goddess is one. Uh, Real Talk with Yanni is one. And there's a couple of other ones. You know, you have to always keep mind of your own, your own thoughts and what you believe. But there are a few that are having these conversations. But I appreciate that, Danny. Thank you. Super chats are always welcome. Show your girl some appreciation. Uh, you know, um, what is it called? Cash apps are always appreciated. <laughs> But thank you. Um, Tiffany says, yes, she's an upcoming artist and it is rare to find love songs. Absolutely. We have to go back to the 90s in the past to get our love, love music, you know, and we, and the sad thing is in in our culture, we were all about love, you know, in the 50s and 40s and 60s and even all the way up to the 80s. You know, all of our music was centered around love and loving each other and creating babies and making love and all of these things. And now it's F everybody, just I'm out for myself. F everybody, I get money. And it's just like, but what about love? Love is the one. I think that I didn't even finish my thought. Sorry, guys. Love is the one thing that money can't buy. And it's the one thing that we just toss to the wind. You know, I think that it is very telling of the times that we're in that that's what we're sent. We're focused on money. And money is a tool. Money is important, but money is just a tool. Love is something that cannot be duplicated, cannot be, you can't package it and give it to somebody else. You can't find the same amount of love in other people. It is something very, very rare. Thank you, Jessica. Really, especially true love between romantic love is very rare. It's not something that just comes along every single day. And we haven't been taught to cultivate it, to nurture it. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate this super chat. Thank you, Tiffany. It is not something that we are have been cultivated to, to, to nurture. Unless you had a healthy example in your life, it is not something that we see every day. It is not something that we are taught. It is not something that we are nourished. And the people who are in love are, are perpetuating love, are fighting so desperately to protect it. They're like, I ain't showing y'all nothing. Nope. Me and mom, me and mine are over here. 
y'all go ahead and do y'all we mm-mm, don't shh. don't show them don't say don't say nothing because the haters are going to come out and tell us our love ain't nothing and i'm trying to protect what i have that's why you hear way more negatives out there about love than positives the people who are in love are doing great they're just not telling anybody about it because it's not perfect and we have gotten into this mindset that if it's not perfect then it's not real and that's farthest from the truth and i've been learning that myself recently um a private life and is a happy life you know so we don't have we don't have a whole lot of the people who are happy and are in love and mar- and in their little bubble are like this y'all ain't y'all ain't about to mess up what i built nope y'all stay over there with y'all toxic messed up selves y'all over there <laughs> so we don't see a whole lot of examples especially not in our culture okay So we have to be very mindful, especially if you are somebody who has been abused, neglected. There is a lot of trauma that comes with that. There's a lot of hurt people hurting people in it, in our music, in our movies, in our TV shows do not help that. Because for over and over and over again, we're given this image of we're not worthy. Nobody loves us. You're never going to be loved. It's all of these things when those are the exact opposite. And that's what this book is trying to tell us that God is love. And outside of loving, I feel like the we can't love friends and family and other members of church of the church. Excuse me. We can't love outsiders if we can't love ourselves, if we can't love our family members and we can't love um, we can't love our significant others or figure that part out. It's very hard. Because how are you going to love a stranger on the street when we haven't even gotten our houses clean yet? Does that make sense? And I'm not saying you can't. And I'm not saying that if you don't have a significant other or somebody to love in your life in a romantic way that you're less than. No, not at all. But there comes a time where we have to look ourselves in the mirror and say, well, what is stopping this flow? You know, and as a culture and as a people, I think that is something that we should look at. And then where do we put our attention and our dollars to? You know, I don't, I no longer support those type of music. You know, it might be a cool little flow. It might, but if it's not healthy and helping our people, why are we feeding into it? If we starve it of attention, it does not grow. We have to start paying attention to more things that are helpful versus the garbage, in my personal opinion. So if you feel like something doesn't align with you, if you're like, okay, the song is cool. I like the beat. You know, all of that. But the messaging isn't something that I'm with. Then leave it be. You know, if it doesn't make money, it does not grow. The only reason that they're continuously putting these narratives out is because we're like. Yep, I love it. I love the top. Yep. Toxic, toxic, toxic. I love it. And it's doing way more damage to us than we know. And it's 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 really deep. It's not just a song, y'all. It's. Songs are how you get, before I look, get to Venetia's thing, songs are how you, you can brainwash the subconscious mind. There was a Netflix documentary called Keep Sweet. I don't know if y'all watched it. I told y'all to watch it a while ago. Keep Sweet, right? Keep Sweet was a documentary about a church, uh, the FDR. What is it? Um, I think it was called the FDR or something like that. Y'all put it down below if you know. But it was a it was a church that was like culty. It was very culty, but they were polygamous. 
they were, they had their tribe and it was just, they would keep people isolated. It was just them. It's very good documentary. I definitely highly recommend y'all watch it. Anyways, in the documentary, they used to train the little girls to always be sweet. You need to be sweet, pleasant, whatever feelings and emotions out, outside of happy, you know, sweet talking. If you're, if you're upset, sad, angry, you do not express that, especially to men. And so they would program the, the kids and, and sing this song called Keep Sweet, Keep Sweet. It was really kind of creepy, but that's what they used to perpetuate to get into children's minds. That's why the first the first things that we learn is A, B, C, D, E. It's easier to program your mind and learn things with songs. So we have to pay attention, especially if you have kids in the car. And I know this is hard because you want to jam. I get it. Right. But and I know you can't protect your children from everything. So I'm not telling you to like put earmuffs on your. I get it. it the, it's the world that we live in. But I remember hearing certain lyrics being in the backseat of my mom's car. You know, so when you don't think that the babies are paying attention or you don't think that the song is matter. Oh, they don't know what they're saying or they don't. It doesn't matter if they don't know what they're saying. They're still learning the lyrics and it's still in the mind. And you'll be surprised. Kids know a lot more than you think they know. They know what's they know what the heck the song is talking about. That's why they know when to not say the cuss word and what to not say. And when you're not looking, but when you're not looking, they all on the playground. F R E E. So you could think your baby don't don't think kids are, are stupid. Don't think these kids are stupid. It's bleeding into their subconscious mind, whether you want it to be, whether it's positive or negative. So be careful for yourself, too, because it could do it can happen for us. You know, and I think that that's why our culture right now, especially our young women are being tainted by this idea that we don't need love. That love is not what we're placed on this planet to do. Love is extremely important in our in our lives. You know, it's the one thing that we degrade so much, but we leave. And that's what God is. God is love. So we have to make sure <laughs> that we are really paying attention to the messaging that we're getting, how we how we think about love, how we feel about love for ourselves and others. And not that it's like this, this thing that nobody deserves. Everybody deserves it. It's just, are we willing to you know, do the work because it's a lot of hurt people hurting people. You know, I'm, I'm in the midst of doing some work, y'all. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Benicia says, oh my gosh, I saw one and I was excited when I saw gospel hip hop. I'll tag you on Instagram when I find it again. Absolutely. Yes. I will say gospel has been doing a great job, especially the hip hop gospel artists have been doing a great job with their, their stuff. You know, they're taking the same I guess the same skills and and putting them in and making God into into one of the into the genre. I love it. Jessica says I love Frank Ocean's love songs and vibe. You know I've never listened to Frank Ocean. Heard that he's great. I've never really sat there and listened to his albums or his music. Um, but yeah, I would love to know if y'all have it. What is what hip hop love song is out there? Please let me know because I'm really baffled. We got one. I'm really trying to think. <laughs> Thank you so much, Danny. I appreciate that. Um, and yeah, people be in love private. But I will say, I will say we need to see more examples. If you feel inclined, right? If you feel it on your spirit and you feel like your household will not be attacked, 
I really do think it's important for us to share love. Like I do watch the black love documentaries and things like that because it's it's very interesting how society will tell you what love looks like in this in this regard, right? On movies, television, all that stuff. And then it's kind of way different in real life, right? And those real life examples are important. Those real life examples are important because we have too much noise. We have too much noise of what it what it what it ain't and what it's not gonna be and all of these other things. So I think that, that it's very important that we have those examples. I'm not telling y'all that that's your sword to, to fall on, but love is extremely important and, and we're losing it every single day, especially in black culture here in America. Can't speak for any other culture because I don't see it. I don't see them, their men degrading them. I don't see the music not being, I got you, L. am going to read it. Not, I don't see... They're, yeah, I don't see them being degraded. I don't see them degrading their men. I don't see them degrading each other too much on shows. I don't watch too many of them, you know, and if, and if they do, it's always in a show of fantasy. Have you noticed that? When our white counterparts make movies or content and say the individual is being, unless it's, they're telling like a, a, a certain story most of the time. If they are degrading their women, if there's something going on that's a little, it's always in fantasy. It's not so much in reality. But let me know if I'm, thank you so much, Elvis. Let me know if I'm telling the truth. If you guys disagree, let me know in the comments. You know, we can, it's okay to not see the same thing, but that's what I notice. Elle says, my mom never let me listen to rap growing up, so I don't uh, gravitate towards it now. It turned me off by being overly, it is, it's so overly sexualized. You guys, there are so many people. And I could just think back that I used to like bop to and listen to, and I just stopped listening to it because it's not, it doesn't perpetuate the life that I want. And wherever we pay our attention to, that's where the money gets fed. You know, we got, we got all of this, these toxic songs, these toxic, and they're making millions off of us. Every time we stream, every time we listen, every time we engage, every time we watch, every time we click, you know, and then the people who are doing great work or on the positive tip don't get no love. It's really telling you guys. That's why a lot of positive stuff does not last. It's like if you if it's positive, it has to be rooted in some sort of like negativity. It has to be like you have to bash somebody in order to get a lot of attention online. I'm not going to lie to y'all. There's a few things that you have to do. You have to be extremely loud and ignorant. You have to belittle other genders or races, in my opinion. Or you have to show extreme excess with material goods and things. Like you have to live a lifestyle that people are are, are running to, and it's only our culture. The whole luxury thing, not to say that people don't like luxury, and that's I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. But when it comes to, I can, I'm just going to speak for us as black people. If it's not glittery and shiny and, and, and nuanced, it doesn't get too much attention. If it's not belittling or harming another person, it doesn't get too much attention. From what I've noticed, people who go on the internet, and this could be in a, for good or bad, and they bash other folks, they get a lot of attention. Good, bad, or indifferent. Whether their, their message is positive or negative gets a whole lot of attention when there's drama, when there's like 
gossip when there's, and that's just like, maybe that's just human nature. It doesn't get a lot of attention. When somebody falls in love and has a wedding, you know, I, I interviewed Kyra, um, or excuse me, Kiera, and she had a $500 wedding. And to this day, people scrutinize her for finding a man that loved her and then doing and having a wedding in a practical way. Why is that? <laughs> Why is that a thing? And I mean, people are going to scrutinize people regardless. So I'm not saying nobody's nobody's above that. That's just human nature. People are going to always have something negative to say, right? But it's just very interesting to me how our minds are programmed, especially us as black folks. And it was done that way on purpose. Does that make sense? It was done that way on purpose. While our white counterparts can live in the woods, build a shack, have a beat up, have a beat up truck, and they're living their best lives and they get all the attention in the world. We feed a lot of the garbage that's being fed to our people, that's being fed to us, that's being fed on a global scale. You guys know that we're the black folks, we're the most disrespected culture. It's because we don't respect ourselves publicly. Not to say that we don't on a day-to-day -day basis. I know we do. I know we we exist. But on a on a global scale, look at our representatives. We have just let anybody represent our culture. Anybody. As long as they're viral and popular, we just let anybody talk for us. You know, I was watching. I was watching. Um, I love Hot Ones. Hot Ones is a show where celebrities come on and they eat wings, you know, and, and then they get spicier and spicier. It's really entertaining. And as they're eating the wings, they're answering questions by the host. And they're, and he's really, he gives really great thought provoking questions, really good questions. And I started watching the episode with Lizzo. And I'm not trying to talk down on my, on my fellow black woman. I'm not trying to. But the amount of cussing and carrying on and and it was just I was embarrassed because I was like, yo, you are representing black women. I didn't put you on that pedestal, but your audience has. And it doesn't matter if we like them or not. Are we like, oh, they don't represent us? Yes, they do. Because when other cultures watch that around the world, they're like, dang, that's how. Because mind you, there's not a whole lot of black women on hot ones. There's like a few. There's been like Issa Rae, Taraji P. Henson. There's only a few black women that have been on this show. And this show is a very popular show. And I'm sitting here and watching her and just hearing her like how she's talking. And, and that's why a lot of people had an issue with Cardi B. Y'all, Cardi B is not the person that she, she, she puts out in the world. That whole dumb, ah, that's not who she is. She's a very intelligent woman. She's very intelligent, y'all. I've heard her have conversations outside of this, this little facade that she puts up. Very intelligent woman. But because that's what's going to get the attention, that's what people expect, that's what she puts out there. And as a culture, we've just allowed it. We've allowed our representatives to be half naked, shake their tails all over the place, show everything. FR dudes, we've allowed men for the last decades or two disrespect us, degrade us. And we've 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 been the pillars of allowing it to happen. It was back in the day when hip hop started coming out. 
You know, there were black women on the forefront saying this is not cool. But because they were older and unpopular, you know, the young ones were like, old lady, shut up. Let go ahead, call us bees. Call us, let's, let's, let's throw it in the air. I've been guilty of it too. I was a young kid growing up in it. No, not knowing no better. But now as I'm older and I'm looking around, it did so much damage, y'all. Why do you think everybody wants a BBL? Why do you think that our society is, especially us black women, will fight tooth and nail and put our lives in harm's way for a butt and some boobs and a small waist? And again, I'm not against it. To each their own. I'm Y'all are grown. You can do whatever you want to do. But what I'm saying is the lack of love in our culture, especially here in America, is, is doing way more damage than it is positive. Elle also says, you're, uh, you're right about remembering lyrics because I knew lyrics to a freak like me as a young, at a young age. Yeah, and nobody was freaking at a young girl, but I knew them lyrics too. Let me lay it on the line. Got a little freakiness inside. Most of us know those lyrics. Let's just keep it true. Because I will be a freak until the day, until the dawn. And we can pump. And I learned that as, as a young little girl. And although you're just dancing, it's programming. Why do you think it's all these little freaks walking around now? Lecrae is a Christian hip hop artist. Now, I know Christian. I'm not talking about Christian hip hop, y'all. Because that's a whole different genre. You got to go put Christian hip hop in. To even get to those brothers and sisters, mostly brothers. I know Lecrae. I'm not talking about that. That's hip hop. That means that's that's Christian music. I'm talking about mainstream hip hop. Where is the love? Where's the love songs? I have not. I haven't. When is the last time a man dropped a song about loving somebody? I think somebody did recently, or like a year or two ago. But it was like one. I'm. I really would love to know. Lecrae don't count because Lecrae is a, a Christian hip hop artist. That's the difference. But I do appreciate some Lecrae. Don't listen to him, but I appreciate because uh, he's been he was mainstream. Well, he was Christian hip hop before Christian hip hop was really popular. He was like one of the forefronters to that. Um, Thank you so much, Elvis. Corinthians one. Blue is the blueprint for love. Let's going to we're going to go to Corinthians before we get out of here today. Uh, Corinthians one. So let's do this. Hey, Brittany. Yes, I agree. I need money, but money can't hold me at night. I need love too. Absolutely. And, and I hate that we feel like we have to choose one or the other. I feel like if we had more love, we would have more money. Y'all two is better than one. I will say that any, any day of the week and learning the lesson that I learned recently, two is better than one. And we could get way ahead further if we have each other. And what I will say is, because I'm not, I think Six said this, but this is also something that I've heard before, is there is a level of life that you cannot attain as a man without a, a, a wife. It used to be true with the military. In the military, they used to tell men, hey, you can't get to a certain rank without being married because other men don't trust you right other men don't trust a man who's not married who is married because he has nothing to lose women same thing you know we get we're stronger together y'all 
We're stronger together. Love is extremely important. Money is not money. Money, money can always be made. Love cannot. Money can always be made. Love cannot. Dang, Danny says you are all, uh, you are all over my platform. I want to live. I want to live and reach millions. <laughs> yeah, you can, but dang, Danny, if you're not with a, with a woman, it's hard. It's harder. You can get to a certain level in life, but with a woman or, or a, a love, it's, it's easier to get there. Lacey says, my parents recently celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary. My mother had a stroke last year. Oh, I'm so sorry. And left her bed, uh, bed bound, recovering so much now. But watching the care of my father gives her is love. Absolutely. Lacey says, their marriage throughout the years has truly spoken volumes when it comes to in sickness and health. Absolutely. And then I think, too. What we've been shown as love so much in the media is not really love. It's infatuation. It's not, it's not love. I'm all in Romans. Y'all, I'm supposed to go. I'm supposed to go to Corinthians. Where, where am I at? Um, let's see. Um, where I come from in Guadalupe, the traditional music is Zook. Zook which is all about love and the younger generation doesn't listen to it, but prefers Banyo, which is all about sex and sneaky link. <laughs> I think it's a young thing, just not knowing, not knowing any better, but that's where teaching comes in. You know, that's where teaching comes in to play. Um, and I believe it's what we're taught. Nobody was teaching us about music. They were just letting us listen to it. Nobody was sitting us down and saying, okay, I hear what these lyrics are saying, but here's what they're not saying. And this is what happens when you believe these things. You know, it's okay. I feel like maybe a conversation of what's fiction and what's fantasy. All right. Shamber says, I agree a hundred percent, but nowadays our culture, specifically Caucasian is learning, is leaning towards hip hop now and starting to act like hip hop culture. Let me tell you about that. So they're learning They're. It's just, but here's the thing that I don't want anybody to mistake. They take that off. They do not, um, they do not, it's not a part of their identity. It's something that they do for fun. It's like, Hey, let me put braids in my hair. It's like when they go on vacation, y'all ever been on a cruise and they go to the Bahamas and get their hair braided to look like Bo Derek. And then they come hat, come back and then they take it down. It's easy for somebody to come and put on our clothes and talk like us and put our nails on and put the hair on the wigs. We, but they could take that off and there's there. It's not ingrained into them. It's not their culture. It's not their people saying it. Does that make sense? So there's a difference. It's one thing. It's like it's like us going to Mexico as black people. We can go to Mexico, enjoy the food, enjoy the music, enjoy the beaches and then go back home. It's not our culture. It's not going to be ingrained in your DNA. You know, we can go take our children to Mexico and they can like the music and dance around. They're not going to come home and it be who they are because it's not their culture. Does that make sense? So don't let this fool y'all because they've been doing this for a very long time. That's that's the reason why hip hop has been come is, is so successful is because of the Caucasian culture. 
But it's easy for them to come in, F bit, get money, all of that, and entertain it and, and, and be in, in the, at the concert. They go home. It's not their life. Because when they're turning around to their significant other, it's not the person that was just talking. Does that make sense? So it's 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 very different for them. They enjoy our culture, but it's not ingrained in their culture. A little a little Caucasian girl does not look at Meg the Stallion as her superhero. But guess who does? Some other little girls in the black culture. Because people gravitate to who looks like them. That's why um, we've been hollering for so long about inclusivity and representation. You're going to gravitate to who looks like you. So those little those little Caucasian girls are not are not trying to be Meg the Stallion. Meg the Stallion, they're trying to be like the Taylor Swifts of the world. Does that make sense? Nana says, I have, I have seen the difference over the years and now young people don't even think love, true love does exist anymore. It's really important that we feed our minds with, I guess you wanted to say something else like positivity. Um, thank you. Happy to catch this live. I'm so happy you are here. She, uh, she Amber says, everyone wants a BBL, like go to the gym. I swear people want, want it. People just want it now and don't want to watch the process. The progress and the journey is the best part. I agree. There are so many, there are so many instances and it's a very hard conversation to have. I have some of these conversations with some people that I know and it's just like, no, I'd rather just get the surgery. And although I'm pro your choice, why are we putting ourselves in harm's way instead of just doing the hard work? It's 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 not easy getting a certain body type. Everybody's not meant to have a, a a certain body type, you know. But teach their own. I'm not knocking anybody, but that's very true. But the reason why everybody wants a BBL is because it's what what's been perpetuated in our culture over the last two decades with hip hop music, with 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 what we see on television, you know. And and to go back to your point, she Amber about the Caucasian girls. Uh, Caucasian people entertaining hip hop, look at the Kardashians, right? It was cool for them to go get their bodies done and to look like black girls. And as soon as they're done with that, that trope or that, you know, they go suck it all out. They get the, they stop getting the lip fillers. They make their lips smaller to indoctrinate into their culture, into the white culture. So they can take our stuff on and off. We cannot. Most people's body types are, are how they are. Unless they're working towards it, right? Shamra says, Lecrae is not hip-hop artist, not Christian hip-hop anymore. Oh, he's not? I thought he was a Christian hip-hop artist. I don't listen to him, so um, that's it. Tank has a new album. I haven't heard it, though. Now, Tiffany, don't act like Tank didn't make When We F, okay? That man, I don't. I haven't heard his love. I haven't heard his album either. And I'm sure that there are some love ballads on there. But that man be talking about effing, at least the mainstream, the mainstream stuff I've heard. It's all about effing. And that's not love. That makes sense. Um, naturally and Avant. Naturally and when Avant drop, girl, when, when the last time you heard Avant drop a song? Please let me know. Y'all trying to, y'all up here reaching back here. Like, let me. <laughs> no. 
Rosie says Caucasians have been gravitating to hip hop since the 80s. Exactly. They have they have been the biggest consumers of hip hop. Please, everyone, do your research. They enjoy our culture, but is not embedded in them. And that was my point. Thank you. Absolutely. They can come and enjoy our culture, talk their stuff, say the N word behind our backs, you know, get the long nails, get the little weeds, whatever. And then they take it off and then they go back because it's not their culture. It's not them saying the words. Taylor Swift isn't up there talking about smack me, daddy, and all of this crazy stuff. You know, she's strumming her guitar, listening to, you know, and they just listen to us. They're in and out They They enjoy our culture and they get out of it. But we've put, we've allowed though, y'all, we put money on a pedestal so much that we've allowed them to infiltrate and, and perpetrate and, and all of this stuff. They want our rhythm, but not our blues. Hello. I don't know whose original quote that was, but that is absolutely true. That is absolutely true. So love is extremely important, y'all. That's the whole point. I'm going to read a couple more comments and we're going to wrap up today's session. Percy says, yes, Brittany, I used to work with work at a white private school. They listen to hip hop, but their parents make sure they don't act or think like it on campus. They they are privileged white kids. Yeah, their parents might be like, OK, you might listen to Meg, but here's the real. And that's why I said we have to talk to our, I always tell the, tell y'all, we have to talk to our children and talk to the youth because they are starting to think that this is what is what it, it is. It's, this is okay. Um, Rosie says many of other cultures as well love black culture aesthetics. They just don't want the negative black experience. Come on, come on. Jamber says Yvonne has been gone for decades. Naturally and tried. Oh, he dropped out. And naturally, two years ago, naturally and. Come on, naturally and. Two years. That's a long time. I'm talking about, we have hip hop music come out all the time. Where is the love? It doesn't exist. What kind of music do I listen to? I really don't listen to a whole lot of music. If I do listen to music, it's normally like 90s hip hop, 90s R&B. Um, it's all like the upbeat, like the like the like the 90s R&B mostly my my I actually have playlists on Spotify I believe that they're open to the public if you guys want to um listen it's rare I have a little hip hop in there of course um that's what I grew up on but not too much but all I'm saying is there's there's definitely a need for love and so the book also says life without love is really worthless Paul makes a point, no matter what I say, no matter what I believe, no matter what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Love will last forever. I'm going to skim through this real quick while we have a, a few minutes. Thank you so much. Shamber says, oh, yes, Brittany, we'd be jamming in the car to some 90s music. No lie. Absolutely. For those of you who have to go to work, have a beautiful and blessed day. I'm just going to wrap it up really quick. Um, we will be elevated by love. Oh, evaluated by love. The third reason to make learning to love a goal in your life is because this is what we will be elevated on, evaluated, excuse me, on in eternity. So if we are not teaching these kids love, we're setting them up for failure. The greatest gift we can give someone is your time. Time is another best expression of love. That's my love language is quality time. The best time to love is now. And it says a point to ponder. Life is all about love. Point to ponder is life is all about love. The verse to remember is 
The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Galatians 5 and 14. And the question to consider is honestly, are relationships my first priority? How can I ensure that they are? So if your relationships are not your first priority, ask yourself, how can you make it your priority? How can you show up for yourself? How can you show up for others? How can you love better? If love is an area in your life that you are struggling with, like a romantic love, really work on it. Really get seek help, seek therapy. Really, really, really try your best to heal those past traumas and pains, the abandonment issues, the abuse, anything, because y'all, we need love. And that's the thing that's lacking seriously in our culture, seriously in our homes, seriously in just everyday life. We do not talk about this enough, I think. Um, And I really highly recommend you guys because I did not read this chapter thoroughly. I'm going to go back and read it for myself. Chapter 16 in a purpose driven life. I really want to go back and read everything word for word because I feel like this chapter is extremely important and crucial. Um, Elle says, let's talk about how some of us are quick to invite others to the cookout just because they can recite lyrics to popular rap songs or the latest dance. Y'all know what that is about. We got to stop looking for validation and love from other cultures and love ourselves, love each other so much better. Like stop cursing each other out, stop calling each other bees. And I know it's not entertaining or spicy or salacious, um, but I really think that that's the, been our biggest issue as people. It's like we rather be separate, apart, getting money, this fantasy of money that that doesn't exist for our people. And because um, it's all a fantasy, you know, we've just bitten, we've been drinking their Kool-Aid and it doesn't benefit us. What benefits us is love and coming together and and, and growing you know, families and, and really, really loving on one another. And this is going to take time work, but it starts with us as individuals. So I'm doing my work, doing my part and yeah. So I hope you guys have a beautiful and blessed day. I will see you guys tomorrow. It is the last day of August. Oh my gosh. It is the last day of August. I can't believe it. Um, yeah. No, th- no problem. No, no. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. I love you guys. I hope you guys have a beautiful and blessed day. Do it from a place of love and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye y'all.